moving along, let's go to Disney Plus. So obviously these won't be, they don't have a lot of true horror on Disney Plus. I'm actually was debating more Halloween, more horror. Runner up was going to be Coco because it really is a great Halloween movie. Mm -hmm. oh, very popular though. I then decided to go back and if I'm thinking really like horror, there's a few segments in it, but Fantasia, I think, has some of the best animation horror from the Disney catalog throughout their um, whole career. Black Cauldron probably takes second. But Fantasia's two scenes of horror, the most well-known Sorcerer's Apprentice has the horror elements um, with the brooms multiplying in the water and everything. I think a lot of us are familiar with that one. The music itself that accompanies to me by itself isn't so much horror so the one segment that's really truly from the classical musical piece to the animation is the night on ball mountain and that huge demon that comes out of the mountain the ghost skeleton riders all of that is really one of disney's best um, horror pieces nice compliment to silly symphonies which was also running at the same time with the dancing skeletons um, here was a nice adult look to everything and as a child definitely scares the bejesus out of you yeah i remember first watching fantasia and at first it's fine and you're watching even with mickey and the sorcerer's apprentice mm -hmm. yes it gets kind of creepy and overwhelming and then you have i think it's dancing hippopotamuses hippopotami yeah, yeah i forget the musical accompaniment for yes. that one and then it transitions into this very very dark world and i do remember being scared by that yeah because that is the last segment in Fantasia, I believe, is the Night on Ball Mountain. Uh, for me, for Disney+, Plus, I was looking through, there's, of course, the Halloween Town franchise. There's, of course, the Hocus Pocus franchise. Pinocchio is a really scary movie, but I kind of hate it, so I can't recommend it. They did have recently on Disney+, Plus Ready or Not. So Ready or Not is much more of a horror movie. It would definitely not be for kids. It's one where there is a woman marrying into a family and within that family, they play certain board games and it's a tradition that you will play the board game and then you'll be part of the family forever. Of course, it's a very rich family you're marrying in. And this particular game that they choose, unfortunately, is based upon the greatest game, which is hunting humans. So she does not get to play a nice game of cards and happily join the family she now has to fight back against the entire family. And my favorite character of this movie is not actually anyone human, it's her wedding dress. Because it starts off pristine and white and perfect and everything that you would hope for a wedding dress. And then at the end of the movie, she's been through all these battles and all these things, and the dress itself has been ripped and torn and changed. And now it's very dark red and it's dark black. And it's also taken on another character piece. So it kind of shows all the things that she's been going through. We have this physical representation of how she's different at the end. I guess I'm not using my Disney Plus correctly because I don't find those ones. <laughs> Deadpool comes up, so I know I get the R-rated ones, but I, I don't always see the, the other things that I, they have bought out. <laughs> yeah, that's been on my list to watch, and <laughs> like most things. So next up, we'll take a look at a few of the ones that you can get if you're willing to watch with ads. So things like Vudu, Roku, Freebie, those different sorts of streaming services. Uh, for me, I would recommend the Hell House franchise. So Hell House LLC. It's a found footage film. I think there's two other sequels. I've only seen the first one. 
I don't usually like found footage. I find it kind of trite. I usually don't like the shaky cam. It's just not great. But this is a movie where they used it really well. It's five years after an epic tragedy where there were people who had taken over a small hotel that had been abandoned and they were turning it into a haunted house. And then, of course, on opening evening, things go terribly wrong. And there's this now new film crew that's come to try to figure out what happened. And so you look at interviews, you look at some of the found footage, and it's just really, really creepy. It's one of those movies where everything's very subtle, but once you start catching on to the figures moving in the background, to the fact that, oh, that shouldn't be there when the lights are on or off, it becomes something that really sticks in your mind. So I would recommend it not necessarily for the acting, but for the story itself and the way in which they use those pieces. It did get stuck in my head, and there are definitely times when I'll check behind myself to just make sure that things are still the same, that they haven't moved, that there's not some sort of ghost hiding. So I would say that it's really creepy. Don't watch it with the lights out. <laughs> watch it with a friend. And I would recommend that one. Uh, yes, I agree. I, the found footage is a hit, a very hit or miss. There's no like in-between, I think. It's either done well or it's done poorly. I think I'll go with the classic um, because it's uh, free access no matter what. I think originally I saw it on something else. But Night of the Living Dead. I, George A. Romano's, any of his dead movies are phenomenal for the zombie. Uh, Night of the Living Dead being the first one, so the one in black and white. Really well done. Social commentary, you know, starting in the cemetery and then the zombies come and then them hiding out in the house and everything. So because of the copyright things, it's easily accessible on almost any service. Um, it also means that the quality is not, hasn't always been re-edited and remastered. So you do have to be careful what version you see and everything. But it is definitely worth the watch. Gory for its time, I think very tame nowadays. There mm -hmm. are definitely those scenes of the eating um, but nothing compared to today, and because it's black and white, maybe a little bit less um, desensitized for our age, but still worth the watch because it defines any other zombie movie that came after it. There's just nothing like 28 days later, 28 months later, Wreck, which would be the found footage one. Mm -hmm. They all build from that original Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, I would agree. Romero's classic really set the scene for what is a zombie? How are they going to act? How do you build these movies? And as a product of the time, it was really amazing, the commentary that he was making. Yeah. And do watch it until the very, very end, because even the very end, there keep being turns and things that you learn from his movie. Yeah, and it's why the zombies are the villains, obviously, and it, it also has a lot to do with human nature and everything. I mean, we wouldn't have The Walking Dead without... Mm -hmm it and everything so and i don't believe like in the walking dead i believe that they don't use the word zombie in night of the living dead i think they refer to them as the living dead and they refer to them yeah. in different ways but they don't use the word zombie that doesn't start being used until later yeah i mean it was used at that time because forget what it's called another movie that was filmed in haiti or whatever does use it because it is um from the haitian culture um um, and the voodoo and everything, but I can't remember what it, um, off the top of my head, it is one of the B-movies. But yeah. it, it was a very sensationalized documentary-style thing that, um, but 
George A. Romero's was the, you know, trying to make a film about it that's not culturally insensitive, in, mm-hmm. which the other one is. Yeah, and he was capturing different ideas as to what would give rise to zombies. So as to whether it was something that was culturally done where you're controlling someone else, or I think in his, it was more, there was fear of radioactivity and fear of uh, the different bombs and all the different toxicity yeah. of the time. Yeah, Because zombie I, movies are really just an expression of what is our main fear right now. Yeah. And I think in The Night of the Living Dead, they don't even really explain it. Later in the series that he did, it was, a. Um, I think one of them is a virus and then... Yeah, because the second one's Day of the Dead that takes place at the mall, Mm -hmm. which is actually the runner-up to me of which one's better. And then later on, Army of the Dead. And Dawn of the Dead, I believe. Maybe Dawn of the Dead's the one at the mall. Oh, There's also the writer in Romero, even though he wrote it, there was a contrast and they split. And so... Romero got the dead part of it, and so he does Night of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, all those. And then the other did Return of the Living Dead, so they're kind of split. Um, Mm -hmm. And so the 80s really has a few of the Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, and then, of course, they remade them. Well, they keep constantly remaking them. I think they did it again in the early 2000s and then recently, I think. Yeah, and I want to say it's... The guy who, Eli Roth, did mm-hmm. a few of them. So the guy who did Hostel, who's famous for Hostel yeah. and a few other um, cabin fever. I think. Mm-hmm.